to the Tech in Church podcast brought to you by Text in Church. I'm Jeanette Yates, and I am here with my co-host, Nina Hampton. If you are ready to make a huge long-term impact in your ministry using technology the right way, then you are in the right place. In each episode, you'll hear from church and ministry leaders who will share their real-life examples of how they use the right technology so they can spend more time building relationships and doing the things that got them into ministry in the first place. Today, we are excited to share a little encouragement for you from Text and Church member Jen Swindle from Asbury Church in North Carolina. In today's episode, Jen shares what she calls measurable praises that she experienced using Text and Church to connect with her community and build better relationships. We'll then discuss how you can take her inspiring stories to create your own measurable results. So Jen is one of our power users and often shares what her church is doing in our Facebook group to encourage others. Jeanette, you've also spoken with her many times about some of her experiences, right? Yeah. So I love Jen to death. She is such a great Texan Church community member in our Texan Church Facebook group. And she's great at helping out our Facebook group members as people post comments in there. But recently I asked her to sit down with me because she is so honest in sharing both the wins, but also some things that she's learned along the way that I thought would be encouraging to others. So in this first clip, we're going to listen to, she discusses how she took our outreach event workflow that we have free for people to use, but she took it and she kicked it up a notch. So she and her team customized this automated workflow that we have for event outreach And let's see how she tweaked it to meet the needs of her audience. So the first time that we did that was our fall festival in October. We did pre-registration just to be able to send people reminders. And that ended up getting an idea from this community group to like in the workflow, ask what their favorite candy was. And so many people responded and it was (laughs) so much fun. And I knew what candy we were having for the actual thing. And if somebody had something very odd, like one wanted dark chocolate and caramel was their favorite. So (laughs) I went to the Dollar Tree and got dark chocolate and caramel. And I texted them and I said, hey, come see Princess Leia at the hot dog tent when you're at Fall Festival because we don't have dark chocolate at the games, but I've got something for you. And folks just couldn't believe it. And it was like, I think there were nine that weren't our variety of things. And so I did that. And it was just a great way to have a moment with the families, connect with them you know, build rapport. We also- And just to be uh, clear, you were Princess Leia for I was Princess the, Leia, <laughs> the yeah. fall festival. I, we, we had a, a Star Wars family with Kylo and my kid with Kylo. It was a whole thing. I had one coworker that was like, you really went to Dollar Tree? And I was like, why not? And the worst thing is, you know, I think I had one or two that asked for a weirder candy that didn't come. It was no big deal because it was just that little bit, like the look of known, noticed and loved on people's faces where they're like, I really just, because people still don't really think it's a real person, I think, Mm -hmm. texting sometimes. You know, they're like, did you really text all these people? And I'm like, well, fortunately, all 300 didn't respond. But if they did, I would have made time for it. It just wouldn't have been very quick, you know. But it was worth it. And it was a great little connection point, you know. And then I have folks that if they've been texting with me before an event, they come and they're like, hey, we were pen pals, but it's so good to see you. We just did that for a meet and greet because as we're getting more visitors with Google Grant and, you know, if they're in the follow-up sequence and they are engaging with me, it takes a few weeks till we're both in the same place at the same time and can meet, but it is neat to feel like you know them. 
Yo, so there's a lot to unpack here. So first, let's start with how she added a simple element to her workflow to create a personal experience for her guests. Instead of just sending like texts or email reminders and information about the upcoming event, Jen added another element, a text asking, what's your favorite candy? Which is just like the most great, simple idea. That's awesome. Yeah, so easy. Yeah. So if they responded, she replied back with directions on how to find <laughs> to how to find her Princess Leia to get the candy. To be clear, this wasn't a gimmick on her part, but an intentional way to start a conversation with her event guests. Yes. So she actually did have the candy that they <laughs> She actually had real candy. It wasn't yeah, a, she went and bought the she candy wasn't anybody. that people liked, which I thought was really great. And also what well, like I would be so happy if somebody bought me my favorite candy. Right. And then how fun is that to like show up to an event and be like looking for the Princess Leia, right? Yeah, that's great. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was such a good idea. And I love how she explained this as an intentional strategy. She said that even though some of her coworkers were surprised that she took the extra effort, she knew it was worth it when she saw the faces of the people light up. So yeah, that's awesome. she says in the interview, like some of the people were like, are you really going to go buy all that candy? And she's like, yeah. I'm going to do it. (laughs) And she said the look, what I really liked was, you know, we talk about known, noticed and loved all the time at Mm Texan church. And she said, you know, she's internalized that as part of their, of what they're trying to do too. And she said, I saw the look of them feeling known, noticed and loved. One of the things that she mentioned to me is that their goal isn't necessarily to get event attendees to come to church the very next week but to create intentional connection points in the community through the event. And so I really love that too, because I think a lot of times I know that this happened when I was working at my church, we were like, okay, people are going to show up to fall festival and then we're going to invite them to church next week. And while some people are ready to go, they're ready. They're like, I'm there. Other people are like, Hey, I just wanted to come and bring my kid to the bouncy house. Right. Yeah. And how many times, like when you invite them to church and then they don't come, you're like, all right, well, cut my losses. I guess they're not coming. You know what I mean? And you just kind of move on. to the Exactly. Next. It's like, then it's like, well, I did my part. Right. Right. So they are trying at their church. They have these events just like most churches do, but they're trying to develop that further connection with the individuals who attend through the use of these text conversations. So I thought that was really neat. Yeah. And, you know, in Jen's experience, you know, these conversations really are making connections. We've seen this happen often in other churches as well. I mean, we hear stories all the time. And when you are actually responding to the people when they text and you're communicating with them before they've even stepped on your campus, when they do step on, they feel like they know you. You know what I mean? Like it's an actual real connection. And I love that some of the people come up to Jen at the church and introduce themselves saying like, hey, I'm your pen pal. Yeah. You know, so even if (laughs) they may not come, right? Like even if they may not come straight from the carnival to your church, using those intentional conversations to build those relationships makes it easier for your guests to connect with you when they actually do show up in your brick and mortar building. Yeah. And you know, we've heard that time and time again with, like you said, many churches, they're like, right. People, when they finally see me at church, they're like, oh, I've been chatting with you all week or whatever, (laughs) which is great. So in this next clip, Jen is going to really speak to something that many churches struggle with. And it's like, what exactly to communicate with your new connections? You've got a new connection. They've connected with you. They texted that keyword. How quick do you go from thank you for attending fall festival to join us for a new sermon series or Bible study? Right. So we're kind of talked about how they're taking a little bit more time, but she goes in a little bit more in the second clip to explain their strategy behind that. So let's take a listen. 
the pattern and what I put out to celebrate is how it builds, you know, again, showing that we're not just doing this bait and switch. We're not just doing this, you know, for one purpose or another that it's really, we want to serve our community. And that's been, you know, the congregation really wanting to put on these events for mm-hmm. our community, right. which has been a gift. And we couldn't have done this without that. So when we did our spring carnival, we ended up same strategy, target gift cards every 30 minutes or so. You know, we did find that we didn't have folks that weekend just because it overlapped with a youth weekend. We didn't have as many folks at the stands. So we right. had less people scan those QR codes. So that's the whole thing of just putting the technology out there without the people. Right. It didn't work as well. But we still had a great turnout for Spring Carnival. And then what I had posted, I kind of looked at our numbers specifically for that. And we had retained about 40 people from Fall Festival to the Spring Carnival. Now, I didn't add them to our weekly thing. I didn't do any of that. They got a, after the events, they get an email from me that just says, thanks for coming. Here's our next big event. If you want to join our weekly newsletter, here's how you do it. Otherwise, we'll see you then. And then they get one more email or text. Like, we know you joined us for this thing. We'd love for you to join us here. And that's all we've done. I was really scared too many people would unsubscribe. Like I thought people would, but we've had like seven out of almost 500 folks that have connected to us through one of those big events, but aren't necessarily worshiping with us or haven't done first time visitor or haven't opted into a class or some other kind of normal worship stuff that we're just keeping in contact with. So it's just been a really neat way to see. And for a reminder for us that it is a relationship we're working on. And just like it takes a lot of years to work on our relationship with a spouse or God, like these folks are people that we're earning trust from and it takes time, but it was nice to see more action from that follow-up and to see more people coming to visit. The day after our spring carnival, we had three of those families come to worship. There's a fine line between ministry and stalking. I'm sure you stay on the ministry side of that. And that's, you know, a good thing. But also what brought someone to connect with you is usually a reason that they'll stay. And so, like you said, they came to have a fun day with their kids. Might've been the first time they were on a church campus and who knows? I don't know. They might be a member at the church down the street. We had plenty of that too. So because of either of those two options, like you said, like I came to hang out with my kids. I didn't come to find out about this Christian study. Like that was not what I signed up for. And so I wanted to keep it kind of pure and clean. Now, you know, we have a Rise Against Hunger meal packaging event coming up that is more family friendly. It's not a carnival, but we've had several families opt in to that because it's still something they can do with the family. Really, I think this is gold. So as a church, you want to stand out from the other texts, you know, that people receive, right? And they've trusted you with their information and that indicates that they want to connect. But as Jen says, the reason they connected with you in the first place is the reason that they then stay connected. So it's important to be intentional with them and how you follow up with them. So in Jen's example, the people that opted into communication at the fall family event get invited to the spring carnival. Both are family events. So it's something that's another easy way to connect and build that relationship. They already came to one family event, so they're probably interested about coming to another one. Right. So like we were talking about this earlier today, like stay on message, stay on point. (laughs) Right. Do not deter. Yeah. They came for one family event. You want to invite them to another. But Mm -hmm. this is really good. Another thing that she said, and we're going to let you, we're going to also, speaking of like we keep saying, and then she keeps talking We're just sharing clips of this interview, but we're going to tell you how you can watch her entire interview where she, you know, you can get to 
hear more about what she's saying. So don't worry, we got you covered. We just wanted to share these few clips with you. But one of the things that she says as their church is preparing, you know, she said they've got these people who have come to these family events and they're getting ready to do an outreach to feed insecure people, people who are, have food insecurity in their neighborhood. And she realized this was another opportunity to invite families. Yeah. Is it a family event? Not in the typical way you think of carnivals and festivals, right? but it's a way that a family could come do something easy, easy on-ramp, as some of our churches might call it, easy on-ramp. Yeah. And then a family can get the experience of actually serving together. So I really like that as like an on-ramp to experience what it's like serving with other people in the church. They're getting to know other people in the church, having a conversation about this. That's, you know, and who doesn't want to help? the hungry people in their community. Like that's not a, just a church thing. Well, and it's also about mobilizing people to become the church. Yes. You know what I mean? Like that's what we're all trying to do. <laughs> that's why we're sending out these text messages. That's right. Nina's preaching over here today. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, if you open up the space, I will. Yeah. I will step into it. There you go. No, but so I know that we have one more clip to share and Jen has so many great stories, but I want to take just a few minutes to break down exactly how Jen gathers her event guest info and then continues to communicate with them. So first she sets up an event signup group inside of her text and church account. So people can sign up for the event by texting a keyword to their text and church, 10 digit local number, scanning a QR code or accessing the connection card on the website. And in addition to the automated workflow that sends out texts and email messages, Jen also sends out an extra message via the group messaging feature to ask about the candy preferences. So during the event, Jen's church had a raffle every 30 minutes and people texted a keyword to a different group, you know, event raffle group inside of their account and filled out the digital connection card for the event raffle. Now she has two groups, the sign up group and the raffle group to invite the spring carnival and other family events. So she then uses those two groups, the raffle group and the sign up group to be her, her next event invitees, which is just great. Yeah. And that is where she can ask questions and start conversations. So she has these group of people. She knows she's connected with them through this event and she can start having conversations with them. And as she says, that's how the relationship builds. This last clip is my absolute, maybe the best story I've ever heard. I know I say, I might've already said that at every other episode we recorded, but this may be my absolute favorite Thing I've ever heard from a Texan church member because it shows how people perceive their relationship with your church. We often think that we belong to a church when we are members, but what if you're not a member? Can you still belong? You know, that's a question we hear even more and more now with the explosion of church online and, and digital church. And so this story from Jen is something that literally happened right before we recorded our interview together. And I was just really blown away. So let's listen to this last clip. A woman had attended fall festival and Christmas and egg hunt and spring carnival. And yesterday morning, we actually got a phone call. She reached out to us as her church, even though she hadn't come to a Sunday morning service and asked us for help for a family member's funeral. And that was my big moment of, okay, like this is more than candy and eggs and bounce houses, although all those things are wonderful, but that for, again, someone that I wouldn't have recognized if she was in the grocery store with me, but I had texted back and forth about various things. And she had been to campus like when that moment was needed. We weren't just the place with the bounce houses. Like we were the place to pray with and be with and show up for a family's funeral, which was amazing. Man, that's just so powerful. 
I mean, it really speaks to, I mean, that's a why, like that's something that Jen and probably other people on the staff at Asbury will probably always keep with them as the, this is the why we do this, you know, that connection to actually make somebody be a part of your community, right? Cause it's not just about like your Sunday attendance, but you're a part of this and we want to help you. We want to be there with you. And we are humbled that you can now trust us in this moment that you have need. So that's so incredible. Yeah. So just really great you know, and she said she was even blown away. Like she hadn't even thought of it that way. Cause you know, one of the things with Texan churches, you can go back at it into a contacts record and look to see how they connected. And she could see that this person had only connected at these big events. Right. They're not a part of your member group. They're right. not a part of your, you know, youth group, parents group. They're not a part of anything else. They're only a part of that one event group. And so that kind of gives you the indicator like, man, I'm, I'm being given one heck of an opportunity here. Yes. And so that just really, it really spoke to me. And I was like, man, you know, I hope, <laughs> I hope a lot of pastors watch this interview right. and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, of course, listen to this podcast. Speaking of which, I want to invite you to watch Jen's entire interview by joining our Text and Church Community Facebook group. It's my favorite place on the internet. <laughs> you can also feel free to ask questions in the group so that you can grow in a deeper understanding of how Jen and other Text and Church members have seen, like she says, measurable praises in communications and connections. And because we talked a lot about events today, we're going to give you a free video training, Church Communication Made Simple Community Outreach Event Strategy. You can access it for free by just going to podcast.textandchurch.com. That's what I've got for today. It's a lot. Yeah. All right, friends. It's time to take action. So go to our show notes at podcast.textandchurch.com to join the Facebook group or to watch the free video training on outreach event communications. And we want to break down any barriers for you to get the best training and resources to move your ministry forward. And we think this video training will help you turn your outreach events into true connection points for your community and your church. So that's it for this week's episode of the Tech in Church podcast. Be sure to follow us on your favorite podcast app to know when new episodes are available. I'm Nina. And I'm Jeanette. And we'll talk more tech next time. The Tech in Church podcast is a production of the Text in Church team. To get the show notes for this week's episode and to download the resources mentioned, go to podcast.textinchurch.com. For more information on Text in Church, visit textinchurch.com. The Tech and Church podcast is a production of the Text and Church team. To get the show notes for this week's episode and to download the resources mentioned, go to textandchurch.com forward slash podcast. For information on Text and Church, visit textandchurch.com.